What is going on, Five Nine Gamers? My name is Joe Weggs, and today I will be your host for your favorite podcast, the Dokkan Battle Podcast. Our podcast is presented to you by Five Nine Gaming. Five Nine Gaming is your source for all things gaming, anime, and entertainment related. Be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date on all things Five Nine. Uh, so today, a very special episode for y'all. This is episode one hundred. And uh, we've got some special things coming up. So just to kind of uh, tease what's going on, we're going to be revisiting the worldwide. I know it's been a hot minute since we've had the podcast. We've been preparing something very special for everybody. Um, so we're going to take a, a little review of the worldwide celebration. We're going to talk about what's coming up new. We're even going to talk about some just argued hot takes in the community. Um, but for this, we have some very special guests. We, we really lined up a good uh, show for you today. So first off, I would like to introduce uh, Tech Ultimate Gohan's biggest fan, Minato. How are you doing today? For a second, I thought you were going to say uh, someone else for a reason, but yeah. <laughs> <It's me. laughs> I'm, I'm doing well you. today for sure, yeah. Uh, Tech Gohan, this is great, like always. What can I say? Still best unit ever? Oh yeah, he's the best in the game. Best in the game, why not? He's uncontested. It's the reason people don't do uh, stacking with guard guaranteed, right? It's just it doesn't happen. All it's right, next... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next up, it's been a hot minute, but very nice to have back on the show, the Super Battle Road King, the Mass Ningen. How are you doing today? Yo, how's it going, everybody? Yeah, it has been a while, so I'm happy to be back. Yeah, very nice to have you. And then last but not least, we've got the homie himself, Garesh. How are you doing today, Garesh? Doing good. I've been a few weeks since I've been on, so it's uh, nice to be back, but... Yeah, so I wanted to talk about some some controversial takes. That's my favorite <laughs> thing to do in Dokkan. Yes, and, and we're saving the best for last. We're going to have that at the end of the show today. So uh, first up, we're going to start off with just some new news, like some new stuff coming. And uh, first up, we have Gamma 1 and 2. So we got a teaser. Um, initially, you know, we were thinking this was JP only, but then Global had a teaser. So um, from my understanding, it seems like Global might get it a couple days after JP. It was kind of like, spotty in the producer's letter but it's gonna be close so we want to know what what are your thoughts on this what does this mean going forward do we have a superhero event coming up so Garesh, we'll start with you what are your thoughts on gamma one and two coming yeah so definitely pretty exciting because this is really the first actual drop we've had from the movie um so just to get things started i mean obviously gamma one and two are not like the big hype things from the movie so Still to be seen when that stuff will release, but I think just as like sort of an appetizer or a, or a teaser or a tasting of what's to come, finally nice to see some superhero representation in Dokkan. Um, and then in terms of uh, the release, I know that they said that I think it was that JP is going to get this like a week or so before Global. Like I, I, I don't understand that, but uh, I'm excited that it's going to be relatively close to, uh, you know, releases on both versions. Yeah, I don't understand the timing thing either because we're like pretty lined up with JP right now with our releases. So I don't know why they can't. They, they, they got to have their reason, right? So whatever it is, uh, they've got it. So um, Ningen, what are your thoughts on Gamma 1 and 2? Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited to see what they're going to be like. I know, like Goresh said, they're not the hypest characters from the movie, but they are still pretty cool. Um, and yeah, it is good to actually finally start getting summonable stuff. Um it does suck that they come out a week later. I'm assuming it's because we get a new banner come out on Monday, which I think is when this is going to go up, right? So the double rates banner is going to come out, yep. presumably with a new set of sales. And then if we, it came out, if they came out at the same time on both versions, it would be a new banner and another set of sales, I would assume. 
going up like two days later. And I mean, there's no reason why they couldn't do that, but I guess they just decided they need to give that double rates banner like a week or so where it's the only one and then maybe more people would summon on it or something. I don't know. But as much as it sucks that it's not coming out at the same time, everybody always says, you know, that don't want the versions to sync up, that they want their foresight. Well, now you have a week to see whether the units are actually worth summoning for before you summon for them on global. So at least there is a silver lining. For sure. Yeah, one thing Dokkan always does is very particular about spacing out the banners. If any of y'all haven't played other gotchas, other gotchas, they will spam banners at you almost like multiple times a week. It's insane. So the fact that Dokkan is just very much like, nope, just one banner, you got to wait like two weeks to three weeks and then another one. So that does make sense that you bring that up, Ningen, that yeah, we do have that double rate. So that's probably why. Um, Minato, what are your thoughts on the Gamma 1 and 2? I think that it's really good that we're getting more actual summonable superhero stuff. Um, I know Legends had Gamma 1 and 2 for, like, how, how long did they add them, mm. Grish? Like, I don't uh, I when. believe April. Because they, they, they definitely got them before the movie released. I think, because everything they do is from the trailers. So I think they just took all the trailer animations and just made them based off of those. Yeah, they've had them for yeah, a long okay, time. I, see. Long I think, time. wasn't it, it was the fact that they had the Android tag that, like, confirmed that they were Androids, because, yeah, the movie wasn't out yet. Yeah, and then um, they weren't on Powerful Opponent either, like those tags, so mm. <laughs> we're doing all this Legends talk, but <laughs> uh, you get the point. I think that's good that we're finally getting them a Dokkan. It seems like they might both be Dokkan Fest too, which, if that's the case, that's very exciting, because that means that they'll likely be good. You know, most Dokkan Fest this year have been really good so that's uh that's a plus and i would say with them releasing like a week later i'm assuming it seems like it sounds seems like it's going to be a week later on the global version um i think the reason for that is like ningen said the double rates banner because that will likely have carnival coins so i wonder if they're trying to get people like to bait people with that right um there's going to be like carnival coins on the banner and maybe even carnival goku and medical are unfeatured or something like who knows we, we have no idea how it's going to work. How much right? of a global yeah. W would that be? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> me I mean, being the only global, yeah. Me and Negan <laughs> being the global to, players here, yeah. They're not trying to bait people because they put the teaser for Gamma 1 and 2 on Twitter. They're not yeah. baiting anybody. I mean, that's I just, fair, but... I just, I just don't get, because if, okay, if that's actually the reasoning behind them, like, delaying the banner for a week on global, how yeah. about you just reverse the top, the release dates of the banners? Put the Gamma 1 and 2 banner, same yeah. time as JP, and then a week later, give us the double rights banner. Like, what? Why? Uh, I know. I, sure. I don't... <laughs> I mean, it's like... If that is why they're trying to like get people to summon, would that be why they brought Pan forward for that banner? <laughs> I, mean, I, I have no idea because even that decision is just so weird. Like, why do they bring Pan forward like that, right? Uh, I'm just trying to connect threads there, maybe. Maybe it just doesn't mean anything. And they're like, yeah, let's just do this for some reason. Who knows, man? Um, but <laughs> I still think that's very good that Global's getting it very close. And I hope it's the same for all, like everything in superhero related in the future that has like a week or two difference and not like multiple months you know like imagine beast yeah. Galan comes out anniversary or something and then global has to wait till july like <sighs> that just feels kind of like weird yeah, right exactly well my hope still is even though this one is a week later if we uh if we put a little bit of hopium, if we say it's like a delayed by a week because of this weird banner conflict obviously we got the story event after jp but it was a much bigger gap this is a much smaller gap now, so I'm, st I'm still kind of hoping that maybe they're going to do something at like Christmas or New Year for Superhero and have it on both versions at the same time. But obviously that remains to be seen.
I mean, that would yeah. be sick. Even during the Blue Gogeta year, Global got the New Year's Dokkan Fest early in, like, what, February, right? Um, so that was a pretty big win. Mm. Yeah. I think it's very cool that Gamma 1 and 2 are coming. I, I'm actually, like, very surprised. I thought, figured they were going to be free-to-play units whenever they drop. So the fact that they're Dokkan Fest, and the way I read that producer's letter is they are both Dokkan Fest, and I think they're actually going to be on the same banner, which I think this is the first time we've had it since, like, a Trunks Amasu banner way back, like, early, early yeah. on in the game's history, right? So that could be very cool and tempting for people to want to summon on. And the thing is, is like one of the comments I heard people say, well, well, Gamma 1 and 2 might have weird links. Well, they're going to link together. They're probably going to be six or seven link linking partners and they're yeah. going to probably be ridiculous. So I think they're going to be fun. And we, we've had, we've got enough Android support with that cell leader, uh, Jeroa 19. Like there's some very good Android stuff to, to pair them with. So I think they could make a really fun team. So I'm excited for it. Imagine sure. yeah. no, physical 17 easy A and then they just oh, make yeah. the Android team insane. Right. For yeah. sure, with that defense support, heck yeah! I, I think the uh, for the gamma one and two link situation, the the only problem is is if you pull one and not the other, right? Yeah. It's like it's like oh, okay, now I have this character with like hero of justice and signature pose and like all these other links <laughs> that don't work with any of the. Well, then else. then Goresh, you just throw them on Videl's team and you're good to go. Just run oh, the yeah, special, I, I, yeah, you yeah. know, it's defenders of justice. <laughs> and Easy. then Ningen, when heroes comes, those are all defenders of justice, right? Dragon Ball yeah, heroes, that's, another that's place yeah. to run them. Just hey. use the um, what's it called? Just use the new Baba Shop Great Saiyan Man. <laughs> right? Yep, exactly. Amazing. Well, uh, L on Global for that one. We ours is not as good as yours. We'll put it that way. But oh, I forgot about yeah. that, right? But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Global moment, I guess. What can I say? You know, they need sufficient yeah. time to beta test them in your version first. Then they'll bring them to Global. Global, the full version of the game. You know. Exactly. Oh, okay. So, sure. Best. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about some other new JP news here. We've got the physical kid Goku, who to me looks like an absolute beast, and this Android Eight, also a beast. Um, so, uh, Minato, we'll start with you this time. Are they the best, you know, is Physical Kid Goku the best TUR? What do you think of these new units that just came out? I it just, the more I use this Goku and Android 8, the more I'm just, like, flabbergasted with how good they made them. Uh, it makes sense, because it's not only is this right after Worldwide, but while Kid Goku's, like, popular, like, I, I would assume on the JP side, right? Um... Global really not as much, I feel. So it may it makes sense that they make him busted, especially with the the terrible banner they gave him. Like, oh my <laughs> goodness. And the whole sale situation was just awful, man. It's yeah. like his banner was just like the worst tweeted treated ever. It's terrible. But them themselves people I don't know how people will feel about this. I think Kid Goku is by far, like, if, if we're going to rank these units, like, best, like, Dokkan Fest TUR by far, in my opinion. And I think he's on par or even above the year 7 LRs in terms of how he feels like in-game. He's just that good. Supporting, orb-changing, the damage reduction support is just something we've never seen. That's and insane, yeah. It's, like, 8% reduction makes a pretty big difference. You may not think it is, but especially with units that have pre-existing damage reduction built in, yeah. it, it's disgusting. Like, Hachan, you ha he has, like, his 80% reduction. He goes from, like, taking 200k from cell max to double digits with just that extra 8%, right? That's, that's how that big of a difference that can actually mean to these units. And Kid Goku himself is tanking red zone super attacks, cell max super attacks, and he's doing, like, 
triple nine mil. Like he's doing too much. (laughs) It's stupid. (laughs) It's like, it's like looking at a fan made card. Even it's absurd how Mm. they made them. Well, we've even seen how some of these units with 5% damage reduction in their links, it really helps. Oh. So to get 8, and then you combo that with the linking damage reduction, I mean, you're getting even more there. And the thing is, I don't know, um, I'm sure most of you guys didn't see this. I did an auto run and sell max with this team. Oh my gosh. Oh, nice. That, so that means no, yep. no items, no support memory, just full auto. I sat back and it destroyed it. It took me like three tries. Like Nice. <laughs> I can't even speak. I, I have no words besides that. Right? Yeah. It's, I love <laughs> this unit. Busted. He's like my, busted. He's my favorite release by far this year, I think. All right, so now now we'll have to call you a physical kid Goku fan, ultimate fan here instead of ultimate Gohan's biggest fan, right? He's the GOAT. He is he's the GOAT. the GOAT. All right, well, Goresh, do you agree with this assessment? What are your thoughts on this kid Goku? Yeah, I think he is just crazily, like crazily built. Um, and I think they were kind of forced to make him that way too because just the way his teams are, right? I mean, mm. there's the, the the proof is in his leader skill, right? They would not give him a leader skill like that unless those mm-hmm. specific categories were, you know, not as good as some other categories, right? Yeah. So I think they sort of compensated for his teams not being that good in his passive as well. They, the entire unit is compensated for, for his teams, right? Because... You're putting him on a team with like who, like physical Bulma, like the, the free to play Yamcha. He's actually a pretty good free to play character, but you're not going to tell me that Yamcha is as good as like, I don't know, uh, the banner unit STR Piccolo just came out or a lot of these other recent characters. Like you're not telling me that that uh, Yamcha is as good as pretty much every other filler character you see on like any of the other better teams in the game. So the point is the reason they made him as good as they did is because the teams that he wants to be on the rest of the characters around him just don't hold up. And that was why they were forced to make him that way. But I do really like that they did that. And all we can do from this point is hope that they continue, you know, helping those teams out. Dragon Ball Saga, Youth, uh, you know, Dragon Ball Seekers, all those different teams that really need help. Uh, of course, he also was on Movie Heroes, which obviously doesn't need help anymore. And But, you know, it probably will still get help because of superhero stuff coming out soon. Gambus could be on there too. Um, so that will probably be a place where he can continue to be used um, even without getting specifically help for those other categories. Um, because you also could use Android Eat alongside him as a rotation on Movie Heroes, right? You could just slap those yep. two together on there and you're good to go. Yeah, but, that's what I did. Yeah, but I, I I don't really, you know, I don't have anything negative to say about the character. He's really well built and um, just we need more Dragon Ball help. We need more youth help. We need more Dragon Ball Seeker help. Those categories that they made, you know, they came out with like five zillion categories for whatever the re- whatever reason, like that, that one, they're like two year span where they're like every new character introduces a category. Yep. Yep. And this is the, this, this is the, this is the result of that, that they did this. So you fix it. I think that's the only disappointment I do have from the celebration. They didn't like give that many buffs good Goku, right? It's like his team definitely feel like could use, like you said, a little more options and, uh, it also hurts that, in a sense, it's cool. Again, we're getting the gammas, and I'd rather prefer that. But in a sense, for Kid Goku's team specifically, he's not getting like the potential parts to LR that we would have usually gone in this time frame, um, because we're getting the gammas instead. So that can be an issue in terms of his team because we know they don't usually go back to Dragon Ball Saga like ever. And the other two categories, Youth and Exploding Rage, aren't really that common in terms of the characters that are there because they're just small categories. So 
we'll have to wait and see how they really handle it. I hope that they do come back at least one more time during the year to that team, just so that we can make sure we really get a more well-rounded like situation there. I think like maybe even just Kidoka is a really strong floater like support unit himself if you have to. So I'm not sure what they would need to add. Like imagine adding like a scouter unit to the team or something. Just like some special extra ability uh, would be really really cool. Like a like a Boma with the scouter or something, right? The the one issue I have with how they handled him and plus the EZA and Kigoku was they're both named Kigoku, right? Um, yeah. And when you're specifically talking about how to buff the Dragon Ball Saga team, when you look at Dragon Ball Saga and all the characters that exist in that team, like Kid Goku is like the essence of what Dragon Ball Saga is. There's there's you know different versions of him. Like there's Great Ape Kid Goku. There's I assume at some point, you know, we, we have Kid Goku and a Raleigh. They're probably going to come out with Kid Goku and Krillin later. Kid, uh, Kid Goku, Kid Krillin, and Master Roshi. Like, there's different variants of Kid Goku we could get. But there's so many iconic moments of Kid Goku in Dragon Ball that we're probably eventually going to be getting, like, multiple versions of Kid Goku that we're all going to want to use on the same Dragon Ball Saga team together. So this could have been a good opportunity for them not to name this guy Kid Goku. Uh, maybe it, it could have been, like, Kid Goku parentheses, like, I don't know like adventure Enraged. squad or whatever that, i think i think <laughs> i think it's like z fight like no it's not z fighters what do they call it it's like the z something in the in the um unit super attack or something like the z whatever whatever I, it is I have no um, idea. but they could have called him that and that would at least have given another slot to be able to use the easy int kid goku more effectively on this team because yeah. for me i mean he's clearly he's the you know, well, I guess if you don't, not, not counting like Android, he's like the second best character on the Dragon Ball Saga team, like not even close, right? So him, and then this kid Goku could have made a really nice core for the Dragon Ball Saga team, but it's like you can still use him together, but you know you're, he's gonna have no links active when he's floating around on the team because Kid Goku obviously wants to be slot two on the rotation, so you're floating around this in Kid Goku who has no links active, and it's like, I, is he really even worth running at that point? Probably still is because the Dragon Ball Saga team is terrible. But he could have just been so much better. Yeah, I think eventually they just got to make all units linked together, even if they share the same name. That's something I'm really hoping for down the road because I saw it with uh, Carnival Goku and like Int Namek Goku. Like, I really want to link them together. And there's just so many Super Saiyan Gokus. I'm hoping eventually they just give us that and let them link up. But um, Ningen, what are your thoughts on uh, Physical Kid Goku? I know as a global player, maybe you've watched some video on them. Yeah, I haven't really, there's nothing really else that anyone else hasn't covered. Um, the thing about the leader skill, I think, is exactly right. I remember saying that when, like, his details came out, the fact that those smaller categories that needed a lot of help, like, I know a lot of people had been speculating about his leader skill, like, Minato and myself did as well. But, like, it, the hardest thing is, when you were looking at the categories that he was going to be on uh, to be, like, parts of his potential leader skill, People were trying to come up with those combinations of like two categories that would get 170 and then one extra one to get the 30% on top. But like almost any combination of those that people could come up with realistically using the categories that he would be on, they were all like terrible. So they just decided to give him three categories with two potential boosts and then obviously that helps build those teams much much easier so hopefully obviously we're not going to see that with like every dokon fest but when they start throwing in some of these smaller categories i think that's a really good idea um what they did with his leader skill but yeah other than that same kind of thing everybody else has said the unit is super impressive um i'd be excited to summon for him on global the thing is we know that kid goku probably is more popular in the west in general 
But you got to remember that a lot of people use the talking point of like Goku being not popular on global when the only time we got the kid Goku was the Int Dokonfess one. But remember that for the global schedule, they put that as the banner right before the anniversary that year. So it's not necessarily surprising that that banner didn't do as well as it could have done if it was potentially in a different time slot. So yeah, I'm definitely excited to summon for him when he does come to global. That's yeah, pretty me fair. Too. Yeah. Um, I will say one thing that I think they also should have done is, oh, Gresh brought up the unit, but LR Goku and Arel, uh, Arel, I can't speak. <laughs> that unit should have uh, easy aid. I don't know why they did it. Yeah. It was really weird. The Amcha maybe should have easy aid. I don't know. They should have given it a little more love, but it is what it is at this point. I think it's the celebration's almost over for Kid Goku, so. Yeah, one of the big Do issues with the Dragon Ball team, the Dragon Ball Saga team, sorry, in general, is just that a lot of the characters are tied to the world tournament, and we have no idea how they're going to handle the easy A's for them. Yeah. Like, the, the, like is Tien and Chiaotzu Dragon Ball Saga? I don't actually remember. But, like, Yamcha, Demon King Piccolo, all the banner, like, Jackie Chun, we have that uh, STRTN, um, Anine, like, all, like, literally all those, actually, Anine might not be on there, but all those banner units that you can pull the SSRs from the Dragon Ball Saga banner, we have, like, old Demon King Piccolo, the Int one. Yep. Like, there's so many worthless <laughs> trash units on that <laughs> banner. And it's like, when are we going to get these these guys easy aid or even, mm. some of them don't even have their Dokkan Awakenings yet, so... That's another way they can flesh out this team, but we just uh, yeah, we don't know what they're going to do yet. If you think about the very early ones from like the first couple of world tournaments, some of those cards must be older than like the oldest cards that have easy A's at this point. So they really mm -hmm. need to start doing them sometime soon. How Funny old enough, is that um, Int Demon King Pickle? I'm actually going to look this up. <laughs> yeah. He is old. Uh, He's a bit of, more recent. Wasn't he like the third? Was he? No, he was like the fourth reward LR, wasn't he? So... He's not. Oh, the. Oh, do you mean the, the, the in no, one? No, right? the ancient yeah, one. Yeah, the old one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This guy the came out. One, yeah. This guy came out September third, twenty fifteen. Yeah, that's like <laughs> oh on launch, God. pretty much. Like, jeez. Oh wow, he is. Yeah. He is old, he's man. Damn, he's and, over seven years old. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, funny thing about the LR Demon King Piccolo is, can you go kick him that damage reduction? He actually tanks some Axis super attacks. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> he has, I've he seen a bunch of people using him on Goku's team. That's, yeah, I mean, crazy. it's just like, who, who else do you use, right? Mm. <laughs> the team just needs more help. And another thing, I uh, one last thing, I guess. Um, in, like We know during Worldwide, we got uh, <laughs> we got Thouser, remember? <laughs> the god Thouser with SDR Cooler. Oh, yeah. He's the secret <laughs> best unit from the Worldwide. <laughs> yes, yes. For sure. <laughs> But then, like, we got him, and then, uh, like, we basically got the sub-easy ace for the Metacooler as well, the Piccolo and Vegeta. And yep. for some reason, they didn't do the same. So the Roshi, the, like, the Mofuba Roshi, and then the mm -hmm. Doom King Piccolo STR one, SCR, they yep. didn't easy yeah. A them. And they would have been pretty huge additions, I feel like, if yeah. they were given, a, a, like, a good easy A. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're waiting for something. And as Gresh said, that I think what hurts Dragon Ball Saga so much, the reason it's so shafted, is it is tied to World Tournament. The units, not only are they bad because they have free-to-play stats, they're less accessible than summonable units because you have limited tickets on those banners. So they're double-shafted because they're harder to get than a summonable unit, but they treat them like free-to-plays, and they don't easy A them. And so my thought is I'm waiting for this big time world tournament revamp. And I think whenever they revamp this thing, cause they, they have to know that we hate it. Like that's, 
we constantly are complaining about World Tournament. Uh, the only thing we complain about more is the friend system. But once they revamp this thing, I think they're going to start loading in some EZAs, hopefully. But they, they need to do more actual Dragon Ball celebrations. We need more Dokkan Fest. We need more actual legit banner units um, for this team to operate. And I agree. That's why Kid Goku's so busted. It's kind of like a Ginyu situation. Like, the team's yeah. going to be limited, so you got to make them really busted so people want to summon for them, right? I mean, so. there technically should have been a world tournament this month, I believe, but they didn't announce it, so maybe it comes with the Gamas. <laughs> I you don't know. know. What's interesting about that situation, I believe Global and JP are caught up with the world tournaments. I think they're on the same page at this point. Is that true? I feel like we're I, at least I, one I, behind. Most is like I, one behind, right? But you What know, was the most recent uh, world tournament reward on JP? Because the most newest, the newest um, one we I'll got was that check. Team Go Ten, I think. Team Go Ten, I think, is our newest one we just got. Let me yeah, see. Global, we ha he's, I think, the latest one. Yeah, I know JP got the Goku Black Awakening. That was the last time. And um, we we do yet. not have that. We do not no. have Goku Black's Awakening. So I'm pretty sure you guys are like one behind. But let me check. Does this show the rewards on the wiki? Should do. Uh, maybe so. Okay, so JP had that trunks, right? You guys got the Goten. JP has the trunks, like they're supposed to, I guess, oh, be used with them. Like slightly grown up trunks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, from the um, yeah. end of Z two. End of Z, yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, so we're sure. one behind. Yep. All right, all right, all right. Um, so let's go ahead and let's. Um, we talked a little bit. We brought up worldwide. Um, I know because we've been off the podcast for a while here. Um, we haven't talked a lot about it, so we're going to kind of do just like a quick summary version of it. So I'm going to break this down. But the first thing I just want to ask everyone is just your overall thoughts of the celebration. And do you think it was the best celebration ever? So um, Goresh, I'll start with you. What are just your overall thoughts of the worldwide celebration this year? Uh, I thought they did a really good job with it. Uh, obviously, everyone's going to have their you know complaints with it. That people are going There's going to be some points that people don't like about it. Um, that's fine. Uh, and I think when it comes down to like actually ranking celebrations, like this is the best celebration ever. Like it's going to be subjective, right? If a yeah. character releases in the celebration that you love, you're probably going to like the celebration more than if the celebration yeah. released a character that you don't care for. So I think <laughs> right. there's a lot of subjectivity that goes into, you know, quote unquote, ranking how good these celebrations are. Um, but when it comes to me, just look, trying to look at this from an objective standpoint it's probably between this and the seventh year anniversary. I'd probably give the slight advantage to the seventh year anniversary just because I think it gave more to players in the form of easy A's. I think, cause what did we get? We got super Saiyan four Gogeta, Omega, the three year LRs, the four year LRs, God, Goku, STR, Vegeta. Yeah. There's way more. There's some pretty big time hitters there. Some big yeah. hitters. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So there's that. Um, but then, you know, obviously in the celebration, we got introduced to the new banner structure and there's pros and cons with that. So I won't go into every single detail. With that, but <laughs> I'm sure that's going to um, come off at some point. <laughs> yes, yeah, for I, sure. <laughs> I, I, I was a fan of the celebration, um, but it wasn't perfect. It had its little spots where I think they could have done a better job. I'm not really a huge fan of like the boost characters versus the new event. Like that mm -hmm, was kind of dumb. Mm -hmm. um, but I think obviously them introducing a new red zone was really nice. And um, I think all the units were pretty fun to you. I don't really have a, you know, I've never really had a bad time using any of these units, except for a few times where I just couldn't get the transformation with the Goku and Vegeta, the, the Super Saiyan one from the Metal Cooler movie. Yeah. Had a few bad experiences using them, but other than that, I think I don't really have any, 
know, complaints for. We got the full metal cooler team, easy aid, mm-hmm. a bunch of cool stuff that happened. And that's not a pun. So, <laughs> for, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, Ningen, how cool was this celebration for you? What do you think? Oh, yeah, it was uh, cooler than many other celebrations. Uh, <laughs> okay, we can. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I definitely am one of those people. You could convince me to say that it was the best celebration. Um, it definitely is, like, I would say second if you don't think it was the best. Um, but yeah, we got lots of content, lots of interesting stuff, um, interesting things for the future as well, because obviously it's, it's little details that I'm trying to pick out for things that like Goresh hasn't said already, but things that I noticed like um, after we got the anniversary and we got introduced to the red zone, people have obviously speculated about certain themes that future red zones would bring. And I think something interesting to note is when people were trying to come up with like, Oh, you know, if this is the theme for a future red zone, who would the bosses be for the certain stages? And obviously by getting the wicked bloodline one, which is only five stages, it means we know that they don't, rigidly stick to every single red zone is going to be seven stages so obviously that opens the door for a lot more themes where you just wouldn't be able to have like seven bosses that fit that theme so i think that's quite interesting i'm hoping they do that more in the future especially because the reward for the wicked bloodline one was obviously the support memory the permanent buff which is what they did for the previous two as well so obviously that's something that could be very interesting going forward for celebrations um I'm actually, I think I'm doing a video about it today, but the, my, it's my biggest hope for like the Heroes celebration for this year is imagine if we got like a Heroes red zone and then the reward for completing it is the permanent buff, like support memory stuff. Mm-hmm. So something like that for major celebrations to really buff these categories, I think would be really awesome. Um, but yeah, loved all the units. Uh, I think all the EZAs were good. People, some of them, well, I say all actually, let's not forget about Thouser, of course, but um, oh, Thouser, yes. the, the rest of them were good. Um, and the thing is, there might have been less EZAs overall, but we got units like STR Cooler, who is, as in the EZA TUR, who's like the best EZA TUR in the game now, like a must run on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, insanely good. Um, and of course, I partially a little bit biased. I did get very lucky um, on the banners because part one, I did Rainbow Cooler in under 2000 stones, which is possibly the luckiest I think I've ever been when it comes to a new LR. So... Um, I definitely had a lot of luck. And yeah, Wicked Bloodline has just gotten so many buffs. Like the Wicked Bloodline team is probably by far my favorite team in the game now at the moment. So overall, I was very happy with the celebration. The new coin thing is obviously going to come up is the one thing that most people don't like. But most of the complaints I see people making about it is kind of similar to just when coins came out in the first place. It's like people aren't going to like it when it first comes out because... People who don't summon a lot are obviously not going to get many of them straight away. But once the system has been in place for longer and the fact that we know now that every future double rates banner, including like, you know, the LR ones we get at Christmas and stuff like that, they're all going to give those coins. So it won't be like blue coins where there'll actually be banners that are worth summoning on that you can get these new coins from. And then they'll actually be able to get good units with them. So I still think they could have done it in a potentially better way. But overall, I'm pretty happy with the worldwide and everything they did. So definitely good. Yeah. Uh, Minato, what are your thoughts on worldwide? I would say, you know, most everyone's points, I basically <clears throat> do agree with why I, my personal reason why I think this might be my actual just favorite celebration, funny enough, is because. I feel like they really spaced the content well. 
I never felt like there was nothing I had to do. I feel like, you know, every like two days, every three days, they release something like some new event or something to actually like participate in somehow. Like, you know, whether it's an easy that they release, whether it's, you know, like the medical link level stage or something small like that. It always felt like there was something for me to go in the game and actually complete, you know, like those red zone missions. Uh, they just what? Three for each of the red zones that came out, yep. and giving those the guaranteed SSR tickets and everything like that. It was pretty fun, and I feel like there was a lot of stuff you know in order to complete basically. So I was pretty happy with that. I love the units and just overall very enjoyable celebration. Yeah, uh, for me, my two big takeaways and what makes this probably my favorite celebration is one is when a celebration represents units or categories that need help. And Wicked Bloodline really needed help here. I said the same thing last year because Planet Namek Saga was so under underrepresented. It was like my favorite celebration of the year because we got so many new units for like teams that needed it. And that was a lot of fun. My second big takeaway is the free to play metal cooler team is just a godsend for new or returning players. I have so many people on my Discord that's like, show me their box, what's my best team? I'm like, your best team's the Metal Cooler team. Just slap a leader <laughs> on there. Even if it's the free-to-play lead, they can still bring like a Carnival Metal Cooler lead. And that team can get you through like 90% of the game. Like, it's insane. Um, I even took the the Int Metal Cooler uh, into Red Zone and got through when I had to do my quest for uh, using all extreme types because we don't have the... Uh, we don't have the int uh, EZA for the metal cooler squad or whatever that uh, yep. the LR. So we don't on global, we don't have the EZA. So I actually took the free to play int metal cooler and I got through red zone with him. So they're good. And actually when I was in situations where you need to heal a lot, that physical one heals so much. It, it's absolutely insane how much he heals yeah. because he's one of these heal percentage on attack, but he actually does decent damage. He isn't gimped like tech boo and like, B pan, uh, he can actually put out some numbers. So love the metal cooler. So those are my two big takeaways um, from that that I really, really liked. Um, and, and you know, we start talking about the banner format. I actually like the banner format, but I don't like that they did the carnival coins. I think they should have just kept the blue coins, which I think most people would agree with that they don't like that they added the coin. But kind of in what Minato was saying with the spacing, the pacing of the celebration, the banner format also made the pacing a lot better because now we had a part two Dokkan Fest and the reveal for the part two Dokkan Fest and Carnival to me was just as hype for the initial one. Normally it's all about that initial reveal and then you're kind of just slowing down the rest of the way through. It's like, oh, here's a couple of new LRs, but they're skippable, whatever. So I think the banner format actually helped with the pacing as well. So I love the celebration, right? I think the my one biggest issue with the coins is the fact that there's now just too many coins. Like there's too exactly. many different coins. Exactly. And you exactly. still can't exchange. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's so I can't that believe is, they released yeah, the fact that the, they released it with, with you not being able to do that is just I don't that, like if yeah. that part uh, wasn't ready, they just shouldn't have released a new coin yet. That's very That's awesome. probably the dumbest uh, thing I've ever seen Dokkan do. Like legitimate. Well, and my box we is full to bursting. Update. Like literally like uh, two days ago on JP and they still didn't introduce it. They they did that friend system update, right? Which is kind of like, it's fine, right? But I, what are they like waiting for? Like, isn't it, shouldn't it just be like a copy paste literally? And then just change yes. yeah, it. Yeah, copy that. Right? They have to surely. add, no, hold on. They have to add a whole new tab. The just throw them, throw them in the oh, other tab with the okay. blue coins and then just give you the... They just throw them in that other tab. My box I mean, is full to bursting right now because I can't do anything with these units and I guarantee people have accidentally bobbed some of these units. 
and you're gonna miss out on coins. It's like I sold them. I I don't care. Well, plus I don't feel like waiting. My box, I, I don't like my box is not sorted. There's a part of yeah. me that, just, that feels like it was probably planned to not release it yet. It was probably on purpose. I, I, I would not be surprised. Mm. I mean, the thing is, I guess the best case scenario, what they should have done is just keep it blue coins and then make the blue coins what the teal coins are now. So they're actually worth having. But I'm assuming the only reason they didn't do that is because then obviously there's probably people that have hundreds of them already. And so then they're essentially going to be able to buy like the well, obviously they weren't out on the first banner, but be able to buy future carnival LRs because of this backlog of blue coins that they had. But that definitely would have been better rather than introducing a new one. It's like let's stop the blue one from being useless because um, I wonder what they'll do again to bring it up again. I feel like I bring it up all the time, but it's kind of my thing. But it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what they do with the heroes thing this year because it's going to be one of the only banners now where you get blue coins instead of um, any of the others, because all the double rates banners in the future are going to be teal coins. Um, they need to never, actually make you able, able to, to purchase heroes units. Yeah, blue coins. exactly. That's what they so need like, to do. At the moment, you can literally only buy Kai's. And then when those type banners come back, which is never like once every two years or something, you can buy those and that's all of they're good for. So it'd be interesting to see. They need to do something better with them to justify why they even bothered to keep them in the game in the first place right um at the very least with the way they're structuring the carnival now where like all of the units including the banner units you could buy a thousand with your carnival coins if you want to waste them (laughs) um but maybe what that means for heroes if they decide to implement the blue coin structure is be like all right here's your new you know limit breaker super saiyan 4 goku you can't buy him with coins but all these other side units you could buy with coins i hope they implement that this year with blue coins but Otherwise, yeah, they just sit there and basically I, I rainbowed STR hit. And every time the 50%s come back, I'll just rainbow another one of those 50% yeah. supports, I guess. Um, you know, that's kind of what they're going to be there for. So, Kai's. <laughs> yeah. It, well, yeah, I've got 350 Kai's. I don't How? They're just eating up box space. I don't, I don't get know. It. Dude, I've like got like 20 Kai's right now, man. What are you yeah, guys doing like in global? 500 plus rainbow units. We get that friend banner, dude. It's that oh, friend it's banner. That friend I'm banner. telling I'm like, you. I was going to say, I'm every time I, every time, every single global pair has like a billion Kai's and yeah. I'm starving yeah. on GP. Like, yeah, I that have, friend uh, banner is insane. I have like just, billions <laughs> of points. Yeah, I'm just looking now. I have 370. 76 of the actual elder kai's and then i have at least 50 of all the type specific ones yep (laughs) must be nice man. thanks to that anniversary banner that was so good (laughs) just spam away all of your friend points like i said jp is the beta version they're testing okay what is the limit of how many kai's these players need and let's feed global and make sure they got enough right so (laughs) you know manado's only got 20 let's give uh, global another 300 it's hard (laughs) being a jp player the shaft (laughs) is insane shaft is is the story units confirmed I mean, yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, are you just really irresponsible, Minato? Is okay, that so the bottom shop to units, take- uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have them, and I'm like, nah, I'm not going to grab like 15. So I just I just spent guys on them. I don't care. No, Minato is like, I need to have every unit rainbowed. So you probably tried to SA10 an actual Elder Kai and tried to rainbow an Elder Kai by feeding Elder Kais into the Elder Kai. That's what you do. I mean, that would That's be kind of cool. That uh, would be cool. Rainbow <laughs> 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 the Elder Kai. Or if you rainbow him, it does 20 SA instead of 10. That would be kind of cool, actually. We're just, just thinking of new feed ideas one here. one into an LR. Yeah, like... exactly. <laughs> Why not? All right, well, let's move along. We're, uh, we're, we're bird walking here a little bit. But back to Worldwide. 
I want to know your favorite unit that came out in the celebration. This could include the new summonable units or an EZA. So, Ningen, let's start with you this time. What is just your favorite unit out of this celebration? <laughs> EZA mean, Come on. It's uh, we know obviously Salter. LR Final Form Cooler. Um, the guy you rainbowed, you lucky dog. The guy that I rainbowed, yeah. The only, the first unit to earn being changed to my friend leader from God Trunks since last year's Hero yeah. Celebration because he's just that good. Um, yeah, he's insane. Um, obviously, I know every time somebody says this, other people are like, oh, that's just a global player opinion. But like, I see the arguments from him being the best unit in the game. Um, obviously, it's between him and Vegeta and Trunks, but... The argument has been had multiple times. I think we've said before on this podcast multiple times. A lot of it's stuff like this when it comes down to which which unit is better, A or B. A lot of it just comes down to your playstyle preference because they are very different. Like obviously, Vegeta and Trunks are much more consistently good defensively. Cooler is much better offensively. So it just kind of depends, right? I can see arguments for either one, but regardless of whether other people think he's great or not, Cooler is insane. Um, the EZA for the STR cooler, absolutely just put him over the top. Um, I did a video literally just called Wicked Bloodline is the best team in the game now. <laughs> and, um, I had the rotation with LR cooler, STR EZA cooler and Cooliza, who's actually runnable on that team. So with all of that support fully built up, uh, LR coolers, like first 18 key super of the turn was 19 million. And then he proceeded to do multiple additionals that were all like 12 million. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, he's yeah. just an incredibly fun unit. His active skill looks awesome. Um, yeah, he's just super, super good. So, can uh, you go he's Chris my Bader. favorite unit by far. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No. So, no. Minato, what is your favorite unit of the celebration? You can't say Kid Goku because um, he wasn't a part of this celebration. Uh, I was actually going to say the STR Piccolo. <laughs> yeah, he's I good. really yeah, like that. the STR Piccolo unit, and I feel like I'm just well. First, Movie Heroes is going to keep getting buffs for like the rest of like the year, by yeah. like probably even next year a lot. So him providing that support and having his own damage reduction like that with guard, he's going to age incredibly well, and. I feel like they're never going to stop buffing movie heroes just because there's so many options that they can still get from the movies that they haven't done. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I know, um, uh, who was it that said this? But they're like, okay, what if next year is the Broly movie, Super Saiyan Goku again, <laughs> and then Broly, right? Or something like that, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of these movie EZAs coming up. So I, I just think I like Piccolo having, like, a support mm -hmm. floating tanking role. pretty nice. He's going to age well. Yeah. He's going to age yeah. very well. For sure. I mean, yeah. if I had to pick the LRs, then I would say Carnival Goku probably. Sure. Um, Goresh, favorite unit of the celebration? You know it has to be the metal cooler movie Goku and Vegeta. No, I'm just kidding. That's uh, <laughs> obviously the yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, which Wicked Bloodline unit is your favorite, Goresh? Because I know that's your thing. So, yeah, you like the same he one as Ningen. You know what does yeah. suck, though? For that team, like, LR Golden and Frieza, like, he's not even going to be in the game until, like, what, January or February? Oh, God. Like, what are they doing with them? them? Poor, poor Golden Frieza, man. He's so it's, good, too, for that team. It's absurd. It's the same thing with LR Janemba last year. It was, like, forever till we got him, right? Yeah. It's just crazy. Fusion's yeah, a monster, too. he was too. delayed by a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fusion's a monster as well, yeah. Well, for this year specifically, yeah. Yeah. Um, so my favorite unit of the celebration is actually, I'm going to say the EZA STR cooler because he is just such a beast. Um, a video I did was I took him into Broly red zone, 
Type disadvantage, and he tanked AGL Broly Super Attack. I had him at 1.2 million defense in uh, Red Zone Broly. Absolute beast, and he just enables all of his teams. He's just a must-run on his teams. He's so freaking good. Love him. And then I do want to shout out the free-to-play metal coolers. I think they were great. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome unit. So, um, Goresh, you... what was Goresh? What was your serious answer? Because it wasn't Goku Vegeta, was it? No, so, it was, no, no. He said cooler. He said cooler. He said final form cooler. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. The morale boost. That yeah. for some reason their active skill I, just hits kind of weak. Is it just me? <laughs> are we all in agreement, right? I'm sure it's not just me, but out of the four LRs that came out, Goku and Vegeta are the most underwhelming of the four, right? Hundred percent. I would say agree. so because that morale boost is they made it a little too hard again. The problem I know obviously it's difficult to compare when you have pulled dupes and when you haven't, but so it's obviously you know. Some of it's down to RNG as well. But like, I only got one copy of Goku and Vegeta. And after trying them out at 55% and trying them in a bunch of events, like I really wasn't that impressed with them at all. And then because I got all of the rest of their banner rainbow, like basically straight away, I just kept summoning on the LR banner instead and getting, you know, like the featured LRs on the carnival banner. Because yeah, I just, I can, I've seen like clips and videos and stuff, obviously of them at their best, but yeah, they definitely just feel really underwhelming to me compared to the other three LRs. How's that Janema looking, by the way? Oh, yeah, I did get one because remember the JP <laughs> got the, uh, sorry, we got the um, the random EZA banner for uh, the GT trio. So yellow coin like section oh, came back in the shop. Yeah, so I've got finally got my second dupe. But yeah, I yeah. rainbowed every single featured LR on the Carnival Coins banner uh, in part two without pulling a single dupe for Janemba. Oh Sorry, my gosh. Was, well, Janemba, yep. same with me. I pulled a lot on there. I got a uh, metal cooler to 90%, did not pull one Janemba. I'm with yep. you on that one. Yeah, that's that's crazy. All right. Well, <laughs> to wrap up worldwide, we're just going to do a very quick answer here. I want to know, I know everybody kind of talked about their overall thoughts, but really quick, tell me your favorite thing about the celebration and then your least favorite thing about the celebration. Minato, do you have that ready? What would just two two quick answers, favorite and least favorite? Uh, my favorite thing is the metal cooler link level stage. I just awesome seeing my units just go up. I don't know. That's <laughs> the first thing I think of that actual uh, celebration yep. is that. My least favorite thing would be the um, Dokkan Scout. I hate it. It's terrible. <laughs> I yeah. hate it, especially on JP. It's like impossible. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! Because shout global, out to Kawhi for all the global boys. <laughs> yeah, glo global. You guys yeah. have that like. Um, that bot you could use JP. I'm starving, yep. bro. I had to go on yeah. like these, uh, the these like Japanese player sites to post like my Craigslist. Craigslist to get uh, <laughs> Yeah, Craigslist. Meet some dude in an alley. All right, I'll scan oh your scouter for you. There's twenty bucks. Drug deal. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, like on global, it's like I just do one Twitter post and then like within a day I've got it done. It's so nice. Like, I literally missed out on like. Uh, at least like 40 stones from that. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that just, sorry to hear that. Gone. It's such a weird, I think we did talk about it before when it came around the first time, but it's just such a weird design because it's like, it can only, be, <laughs> your code can only be scanned by a new or returning player. So everybody's spamming their QR codes like all over Twitter. Every single post any of us make for like a week after it first came out, people are just spamming their code week, the replies. Huh? Well, yeah, more obviously, but yeah, <laughs> no, it still happens sometimes, but, um, it's the fact that like the pool of everybody wants their code scanned, but the pool of people that can actually scan codes is so incredibly small and each person can only scan one. So there's yeah. like, 
I think statistically, I'm sure you could very easily like say without even having to work it out. I don't know if there would be even any data that would allow us to work this out. But there, there, there literally were not enough people to scan everybody's codes. So definitely, a bunch of people would have missed out, and that is unfortunate. You need four people to scan your code too, by the way, and do all the things as well. Yeah, exactly. And they had to complete the missions. (laughs) Yeah, right. Shout out to Kawhi. (laughs) What legend? All right. Well, so Ningen, while you're kind of, yeah, well, while you're kind of going, Ningen, really quick, what is your favorite and least favorite part of the celebration? Uh, favorite part of the celebration was the Wicked Bloodline buffs. Although I will say the promotion as well. I think the promotion of the campaign, the was cool rap, because even the if cool. you don't like, even oh, if you wait, don't like the cool rap, the it's cool just rap. the fact that they did that stuff is just cool, right? Like they yeah. should do that more for future things i thought that was cool um and then least favorite other than i guess probably just goku and vegeta just uh, like i know a lot of people aren't hype about some of those specific moments but like the animations or everything are cool i would have been really happy if that unit was like much much better than they are but so i guess that's probably the thing i'm most disappointed about okay for sure garash favorite and least favorite of the celebration so my favorite thing actually was the fact that we finally got representation for Super Saiyan Goku from the Cooler movie, the first one. Because mm-hmm. he's one of my favorite versions of Goku, and we just never got any version of him in the game ever <laughs> until now. Um, and then I think my least favorite thing was probably the boost characters for the new event, just because yep. that's a super slippery slope, and I really don't <laughs> want to see that again. Right. Yeah, and then really quick, my favorite thing is just in general the ECAs. The ECAs were awesome. Um, you know, uh, with Thouser kind of sitting on the side, kind of crying, but like, yeah, the ECAs. <laughs> uh, least favorite is probably the implementation of the new coin. I like the banner format, but we didn't need the new coin, so that would be my quick answer. Um, so next up, we're going to do a, a different little segment here for our hundredth episode. We're going to take a trip down memory lane. And we're going to ask everybody just about things about the game's history or, or just in their life of playing the game. So the first thing we're going to ask is, what is your favorite celebration that you were around for? Now, once again, we're not saying best celebration, but we're just saying like for the time period, what was your favorite celebration? Um, so, Goresh, I'm going to start with you. What's the your favorite celebration that you participated in in Dokkan's history? So I've been around since the first anniversary, and I think my favorite celebration has been the 350 million download last year with Freeze and Goku for obvious reasons. Yeah. It's my favorite fight ever in Dragon Ball, <laughs> and finally getting like a entire celebration based around Namek, which is my favorite saga. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, honestly, like that that was my pretty much my dream celebration. So that's pretty self explanatory. Yeah. Minato, how about you? Favorite celebration in the game's history for you? It's tough. Um, like Goresh, I, I wasn't around like around the first anniversary, but I was around a few months before the second anniversary in GP. I would say I'm like <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> Dang it, there's so many. I like the first thing that comes to mind for me is Vegeta Blue and Rose. I guess it's a shock mm. factor of like mm-hmm. him being out so quick and then this mega dual Dokkan fest i got really yeah. lucky on those banners i was i was a free to play player so i got both vegetos off singles and i was like okay i'm set forever right um yeah. so that was pretty fun and yeah i mean uh, probably the 7th anniversary too is up there it's it's so hard cuz a lot of these celebrations have like either nostalgic factors or just yep. we're playing good mm-hmm. right right uh, Ningen, how about you? Um, 
I think I I can pick a different one as well, but I think the I think the rose and Vegito blue mm. one is a pretty great one because you got to remember at that point like the meta was the seventy percent leads. It was like all mono teams, and then those units came out, and it was like, oh, now you can run a team with units of all remember, different types. Um, <laughs> Just run all the villains and all the heroes together, and it was super good. But Mem I think for me, if I had to pick a different one. Um, the third anniversary I thought was really, really great because for me, that was the first anniversary that I was making content because I'd started a while before the second one. I was around, I think one of the first major banners I remember summoning on was when AGL, Super Vegito and Physical Broly came out. So it was a bit before the second anniversary. Um, but the third anniversary, yeah, it was the first anniversary where I was making content. I remember I got really lucky on the banners for the LR, Gogeta and Vegito. And obviously back then, it's funny to say now, when you consider the quality that we have in game now, but like back then when we saw like them, the, the, the fact that they fuse on turn six and like the animation that they had <laughs> at the time was so good. Like... Yeah, that was a great time. So remember the close-up shots they had in their super attacks, and we were going yep. crazy for it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yo, look at that. Yep. <laughs> His that hair was, was animated. It was sick. Yeah, yeah, was awesome. the hair moved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wasn't just a close-up. It actually moved slightly. It was crazy. It uh, wasn't uh, into Gohan on a pogo stick. It was so good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but like, yeah, you think about that now, like the physical, physical Gogeta fusing on turn six, little animation, and then compare that to like Tech LR Gogeta and stuff. But, but back then, you know, that was sick. So, <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, my favorite celebration is probably year two. And that's probably one for me, just the power creep of going up from a 70% lead to 120, the Super Saiyan 4s introduced into the game. Um, but it was the celebration that kind of, I made my transformation from casual player to like very hardcore player. Basically mm -hmm. starting with that anniversary is when I became an everyday login player and just have absolutely loved the game ever since. So I have a lot of memories. I actually specifically remember uh, summoning for the units with my brother sitting together at an anime convention. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Enjoyed that one. A lot of good memories there. Um, next uh, question is specifically, is there a past banner that was your favorite? And it could be because you just really like the banner or for a lot of us, it's probably going to be one where you had really insane luck. Um, and I'll start with mine. Uh, mine was year five. I actually rainbowed both of the year five LRs with only 1000 stones, which was absolutely insane. And it was yeah. before I did YouTube. So I don't I can't prove it. So if you you don't have to believe me if you don't want to. But um, yeah, that that was my most memorable banner. Um, Garesh, I'm going to go to you next. And I don't know, does yours involve a certain physical LR Android or is it a different I was going to say. <laughs> so, I mean, that stands out to me like a sore thumb. I'm sorry. Yeah, so in terms of obviously luckiest banners, it's <laughs> that one. Um, but I think, like, obviously I'm not really, I'm, I wouldn't really call 17, 18, and 16 like my favorite characters of all time. So I don't know no. if I'd call that banner my favorite banner ever. <laughs> of course. But, but of it course was literally... Three fifty stones, right? Though for yeah, a yellow coin LR, like yeah, absolutely yeah. insane luck. And bro, of course it was that banner where I get that luck. Like, come on, could <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> have been a different yellow coin, right? <laughs> yeah. So okay, that's fine. But I think, like, looking back, because I actually was like super hyped for the transforming Goku and Frieza, because yes. that was a really cool. Con I like that. That like a Frieza that transforms through all of his forms is like my pretty much like my my most wanted character. Imagine they do that today like what the animations would look like, like a freezer yeah. that transforms to second form, then third form, like all those different animations would look so good. Um, but I remember back on that transforming freezer banner, I, I pulled two copies of him on the first multi. Wow. So. wow. Nice. Um, Minato, what about you? Favorite banner? 
I mean, in terms of how I was treated, this actually this year, the LR Gods banner, I was able to rainbow them in 600 stones. And oh, that's I, crazy. I could use, I was able to use a lot of the units on the banner, right? I didn't even get just them. So it was, it was pretty crazy, right? And I actually really, really love using that unit. So I probably have to say that one just because of how easy it was to rainbow that unit. And it was by far like, Probably still like a top three favorite unit for me personally. Just they're good, so I enjoy using them. Yeah, um, Ningen, is yours going to be this new cooler? Or is there something else you got in the well? I think the new cooler is probably one of the ones that I did have done the best on, and obviously the banner was very good. Um, not the year six Vegeta. That's not your favorite banner. No, no, the banner no. where I went four thousand cents <laughs> about pulling the unit is probably sure? not my favorite. Okay, yeah. all right. Tickets, <laughs> or you know, all Martian Vegeta from this year, which was two thousand yeah. to get one copy. So you know, goodness, my man. In, oh yeah, in oh. Vegeta units just do not like me. Apparently, <laughs> good so. for you though. He's going to return probably with the gammas. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, that, see. we'll see. That yeah. might be why they saved him. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe. So Nigan's um, not getting the gammas, is what you're saying? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, oh. Should... no, no. I'll just get them, but no copies of him. But oh, Vegeta exactly. and Trunks, another in one. Yeah, I oh, know. Yeah, I would yeah. say probably, probably the cooler one, just in okay. terms of how good it was as a banner, as well as how good like I did on it. So sure, sure. All right. Well, next question is: Which unit were you the most hyped for when it was announced? Minato, do you have something in mind? UI Goku. Um, uh, yeah, that was crazy. That, uh, uh, <laughs> that was absolutely insane. And he was literally available that same day. I just, yeah. I can't even like tell you how exciting <laughs> that was because no one expected it. And seeing that teaser in game was just incredible. And obviously like he, he came out and he was, he didn't have his awakening, I believe. Right. But still, it was just pretty sick. Yeah. Um, Ningen, what about you? Favorite unit on announce? <sighs> Man, when announced. Tough. There's been yeah. quite a few throughout the years that have been like particular standout ones. Because the thing is, I've always been a huge fan of uh, Final Form Cooler. So when the physical one was announced and came out on JP, that I was more hyped for him to come to Global than like the second anniversary because he came out right afterwards for for Global. So. That's a big one. Uh, Marseillean actually getting a card. That mm -hmm. was awesome. Because obviously big Bardock fan. So things like him, Super Saiyan 3 Bardock. Because back then they didn't do heroes units. They didn't really do a lot of crossover units. So the fact that they actually bought out like a Super Saiyan 3 Bardock was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, Goresh, what about you? Is it going to be a Wicked Bloodline unit? Uh, so for me, you would think it would be Final Form Frieza, Transforming Frieza. But as a global... Because the question is uh when they were announced right when they my, were announced yeah my answer is gonna mm. be lr broly str broly oh, i remember yeah. i remember waking up because there was maintenance i think it was right before yep. a world tournament there was maintenance yep and then his banner was just live like yeah <laughs> well was like, see what the hell is this because because back then global didn't just get new units nope. And it was like, what that? Like, people were actually concerned that it was like a bug or something. Like, like somebody accidentally <laughs> released them on Global. Well, that's the thing. I immediately thought, because I did think of that, of Broly, but it's the fact that, like you said, it wasn't, I don't, I don't even remember it being announced. It wasn't, at it was all, announced in any way. Yeah, it was just, it was just there. It was like, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, because I remember Didn't that. Because back then, there was no deviation from the schedule really at all back then. And it's like, obviously, I got most of my information because I didn't make content when he came out, but had was already sort of playing it daily. Didn't really spend a huge amount, bought some of the cheap sale packs every now and then. So seeing a banner that you just had never heard of, it was like, what? what is this STR Broly? <laughs> and um, I did get lucky and actually managed to get him as well. So considering I wasn't a whale back then, that was uh, yeah, a very exciting time. That was a fun world tournament. If there could be I, such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just use fun in the um, tournament in the same sentence, Ningen? I mean, I don't uh, know if I'm hearing this right. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I wanted to get him properly trained up and everything, but he came out right as a world tournament was going to start. And obviously yep. everybody knows him at, throughout his life, even before he got his EZA, like he was the world tournament killer. Um, yep. I hadn't had time to fully, because you can farm his super attack at least up to 10. Um, and so because I wanted to do all of that, because back then, again, wasn't a whale, so I dokoned responsibly. So I just used him for the world tournament. I awakened him to LR and just used him at SA1, and he still just absolutely destroyed <laughs> everything. Like, it was crazy. Like, One yeah, thing I want to nice. know, and I remember Goresh, you said that the JP player base got mad with Tech Broly. How do they feel about STR Broly? I don't remember. I wasn't really that like entrenched in the community back then. I just remember waking okay. up, seeing that banner was live, and I was like, all right, yeah. let's, let's summon. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Broly, okay. That's funny. Right. Yeah. Um, for me, I, mine's going to be a pretty unpopular one, but a unit I was really hyped for when they were announced was actually STR Videl. Um, and for a couple of reasons, one, because I'm actually a Videl fan, like she's one of like a character I've liked in the series, even though she doesn't get a lot of screen time. I just thought it was really cool, you know, because Dragon Ball is always like male characters and to have like a somewhat powerful female character was kind of cool, kind of like that. Um, but the other reason I thought it was so interesting that the fact that they would actually take a character of that level and make them a Dokkan Fest, I think. And she was released like on April Fool's, so everyone thought it was a joke, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so the fact that she was real, she was a Dokkan Fest, and at the time was actually really busted, yeah. I thought that was very, very hype for me. So that's one that I in particular remember, right? It's funny because they did the same thing for Raditz. <laughs> Except yes. he is terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like uh, he's a joke. But the problem is, is he actually was a joke. <laughs> they yeah. just didn't admit that he's a joke. Uh, but he actually was a joke. Um, unfortunate. Um, next, are just in Dokkan's history. What what has been your favorite event or events that you have enjoyed playing? So, Goresh, I'll start with you. What are your favorite events in Dokkan history? Um, uh, there's so many. I think one of them is probably going to be the OG boss rush, where there was like. 50 billion bosses and yep. it took yeah, it's like, like two hours to clear i remember <laughs> my first run going through that i think i almost lost to like buhan or something that was like almost at the <laughs> end and i was like god don't you let me lose and i was like actually like so mad that i was about to lose uh so that was fun and then the og super battle road stages the original um yeah those the original tough. type ones i remember trying extreme tech and like just barely winning because of LR, Goku Black, and Zamasu. Like they carried me. Because you couldn't like you couldn't use two Super Saiyan 3 Brolies. Like you'd asking to lose. Yeah, for sure. Uh Ningen, how about you? Favorite events in Dokkan history? I mean, I obviously to stay on brand a little bit, I have to say Super Battle Road. Um yeah. but yeah, I've always thought that was fun. Uh 
And yeah, I think some of the, when they first started introducing the long form events, like those are fun. Like even though obviously now, even the new ones are not particularly difficult, but like things like Infinite Dragon Ball history and stuff like that. Because obviously I'm one of these people, I would still like it if we got some sort of, not necessarily just a sandbox, but like a, almost like an infinite waves event that just gets harder and harder and harder. So I actually did like, apart from the fact that it was restricted and, you know, we've already talked about the boosted units and stuff, but that event where you had to fight like just wave after wave of metal coolers, I would love to be able to do that event again, but with like any team I want, not right. just the limited units that you were allowed to use from the metal cooler movie. So something like that again in the future, like I actually did enjoy playing that um, for what it's worth. Cause you know, something a little bit different fight waves of enemies. I thought that was cool. So um, I would like to see some more stuff like that, definitely. Yeah, I remember playing that the first time being like, how many waves are there? This is Yeah, it's like every crazy. turn. You're just like, <laughs> yeah, that's like, the what? last There's one, more? right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just keep coming. Um, Minato, how about you? What are your favorite events in Dokkan history? Um, I would say actually one of them, I agree with Gresh, the boss rush. I remember when it came out, it was like, how are we supposed to beat this? And then <laughs> what was like two weeks later, the Super Saiyan Force came out. And then it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's yeah, it's just <laughs> that, that makes sense. <laughs> it's so crazy it. how like, it's so crazy how the, the switch was just flipped between yeah. boss rush actually yep. being difficult. Because Dokkan Fest events in general, even now, have not really progressed in difficulty from a couple of years ago so boss rush the whole reason why it used to be hard in the first place is because it's like wow i have to do multiple dokon events in a row with only one set of items and um obviously now as soon as as soon as dokon events got to the point where you could beat them without using an item anyway then it doesn't matter they could put like 20 in a row and you're still yeah. just going to be able to do it so i remember when exactly. people used to put in their youtube titles like Broly yes Dokkan event no yeah. stones used it'd be like <laughs> super, super, agl agl super vegeto 50 stamina stage yeah. no stones used or something yeah i was gonna say 50 stamina back in the day was a killer yep. <laughs> my <Oof>. goodness that, <laughs> um, uh that broly event was where lowering defense actually did something because you could yeah. actually lower his defense out and damage him without that rampage link or whatever they want <laughs> blazing battle whatever that link was they wanted you to I, yeah i'm gonna cheat though and i'm gonna say a second one too uh cool. people are gonna call me crazy for this maybe uh i actually cell really max. really like the cell max event yeah, yeah. i knew it <laughs> yeah you're crazy <laughs> the cell it's max a, yeah, event man. is I, I just have a lot of fun doing it i feel like there's a different type of strategy that you would take there compared to like what we what yes. we've been getting with red zone it's been really fun for me trying out all these units so well, I enjoy it a lot. Obviously, the major difference is that there's no attempt restriction for the event. Yes. So. Exactly, yes. right? It's I hate event restrictions like that. Yep. So I the think fact red, that you could bring... Red zone... No, go on, sorry. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, the fact that you can bring any unit and you yep. could just attempt as many times as you want, it just leads to a lot of fun. Yeah. I was going to say, red zone would be my favorite event if it didn't have the restriction. The like, limits, the, yeah. It's the worst choice. I don't know why, but... Yeah, maybe in the future they'll change it. Um, my favorite event is one that they've only done during one celebration. I wish they'd bring back, but I love Collection of Epic Battles. And <laughs> what I, I do, I love it. And what I love about it is it's kind of like a combination of Super Battle Road and a legendary event because yeah. you kind of have those little stages moving up and they, they can hit you hard. And then you get to like a legendary event at the end that's a little bit longer. I, I thought that it was a lot of fun. So I wish they would bring yeah. that back. I, I didn't laugh at the decision, but the reason okay. why I laughed is because <laughs> do you remember bad. how for like, we had the worldwide celebration last year and yep. then regularly for the next 12 months, people would say, 
Are they ever going to update this? And it got to right. the point where I was like, well, I guess it's just going to be an up- event that gets updated during the worldwide celebration. And, and then we got another worldwide celebration and they still didn't do anything with it. Yeah. So it's still just there unchanged for like we literally, over a year. We literally weird. had a Cell Saga celebration this year. <laughs> Plus, yeah, they, had, they put Cell and too. Boo in the artwork of the event and they've just never done anything with it. It's weird. Even if we've, they had reopened it and added missions, I would have been happy. Like, do yeah. something. You we've know. had a celebration this year like every single z saga and they <laughs> still haven't updated it <laughs> so Crazy. Ooh, i don't know what to say they just hate they just it forgot. i guess they forgot they it exists <laughs> they do yeah all right so last up for a trip down memory lane uh just favorite moment on the podcast and i'll just say me sniping minato with the pizza very good favorite moment there <laughs> um garesh we know you go way back with the podcast so what is your favorite moment on the podcast oh all right yeah this is what episode 100 i was i was one of the original <laughs> members yeah. of this podcast going back yep before back when it was on one. everyone's channels yeah, yeah it was on Bef- other people's channels yeah literally before episode one um yeah. so there's there's like i don't know hundreds of hours of stuff i could pull from but one that that sticks to me is um when we teased the Dokkan Awards, I remember we went, like during like the intermission or something on Twi- on uh, Twitch, mm. we were streaming it. We teased yeah. it, and then everybody was react. Like that was fun for me. I, I enjoyed watching that. Mm-hmm. Very cool, um, Ningen. What about you? Favorite moment on the podcast? I have a couple of different ones that I think would be difficult to pick between, and because of the reason why they would be considered my favorites. Because obviously, like episode one was pretty big because I was one of the lucky people. I managed to join 5-9 right at the beginning. I think I was actually on a couple of the old episodes before yep. it became a, like 5-9 became a thing. So the start was obviously very hype for me because at the time, obviously it was a much smaller channel. So it was awesome that these people had like reached out to me and let me be part of the project. Um, I know one of the anniversary episodes we did, I think it was for the sixth anniversary, uh, was one of the ones where we had Nano on. So obviously that was awesome as somebody who kind of started my you know, when I first started playing the game, he was one of the first YouTubers I started watching. Um, and then another one is obviously some of you guys might remember from a more recent episode uh, during the seventh anniversary, as we were kind of briefly talking about, I was about 2000 stones deep without pulling a single <laughs> copy of the LR gods. And then yeah. while we were doing the podcast, I decided to do another rotation. And that was the one where uh, not only did I pull two of them in one multi, but then the three plus one, the free one at the end got me another copy of them. And that was all while we were doing the podcast. So yeah, I remember was, you made the uh, comment, like I just went from zero to 79% and like two yep. multis or something ridiculous. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely pretty great. It's pretty good. Uh, Minato, what about you? Favorite moment on the podcast? I, it's, it's difficult, right? There's like, I feel like a lot of things that I may not even be remembering, unfortunately, <clears throat> just because <laughs> I've personally been, I feel like I'm on a lot of episodes, Yep. I would say, uh, like you brought up, the pizza thing is kind of funny. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, one other thing, I, I just being the first time being on the podcast was just pretty awesome for me. Um, it was like the first week I joined Five Nine, and I just had a lot of fun being able to interact with a lot of these bigger content creators and just hearing their ideas directly and how the game actually is their opinions and things like that it's just very memorable for me as when it's like my own personal like i guess stoke on like youtube career and stuff kind of really started going up a little higher and hopefully from here on it still does the same right so (laughs) yeah for sure and and i guess i can throw out another one too just 
for me being able, like being so honored to host this podcast and, you know, being someone that, you know, I'm only a little, like only what, a little over a year of being a YouTube content creator, but just the the moment that Sunblade first contacted me to join Five Nine, like this has been such an experience. And you know, you guys are all people I've listened to for years. Uh, I've been a fan of Five Nine all the way through. I watched those old podcasts on everyone's channel. So to actually be here hosting with all of you is is definitely like the greatest thing I could have ever asked for. So I'm very honored <laughs> uh, to be here. It's it's awesome. It was like crazy because it's like literally the week before I was watching the podcast normally, and yeah. then who knew I'd just be on it the, the week yeah. after, right? This is <laughs> random. Crazy. But yeah. it happens, I guess, you know. Right. And that's just something. It's a message out to everyone else out there. You know, if you're a fan and you're watching, but like if you get into YouTube, start content, like you could be here too. It's like I'm definitely not like special. Like I'm just a normal guy that loves <laughs> Dokkan, right? Like I am not special. Um, and and look and look look what we got here. It is fun. And it's like I consider you guys my friends and, and it's fun. Um, Gresh, you're about to chime in there. Yeah, no, I was just I was just remembering how we used to do the podcast like way back. Yeah, we used to do it used to be a two parter. We used to do Dokkan as the first half. I remember and, that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then we used to join and then we did Legends as the second half. And it was one take and it was like three and a half to four hours. I remember this. I, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I had to literally clear my I think it was Saturday, I, Saturday, Sunday. I had to clear my day. to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, dude, I was like, all right, bro, like at least it helped that we were earning like you know donation re- revenue and stuff from this but like it was it was very tiring to do four straight hour because like people the one thing i will tell people is you know watching these podcasts or sort of like any videos that we do is it looks super easy you just sit here and talk about the game but it, it does <laughs> like it does take a lot out of you just to do this for such a long period oh, yeah. of time i remember listening to those old ones and like halfway through you'd like tag out be like all right you ready for legends yet all right now i'm coming on and you know because like people would talk about legends and some would talk about dokkan and yeah yeah, of course i did both so i was you you did both of course yeah (laughs) so you had to clear the day yeah very very cool um anybody else have anything else they want to say about the podcast before we move on all right so we're going to the big finale this is what you are waiting for uh, we've got some argued points in the community, and this comes from a Minato tweet. And oh, uh, the guests do not know what I know what's going to be asked, but they do not know what is going to be asked. So we're going to get their natural reaction. And I think on each question, we'll we'll go Goresh and then Ningen and then Minato on this. So oh. Goresh, just your, your natural reaction to this. Uh, Dragon Ball Saga is not worthy of being an anniversary theme. How do you respond to that, Goresh? Um, all right. So here's my take on this. So the thing with Dragon Ball Saga is I would say that most people who are, you know, decent fans of the OG Dragon Ball are probably older. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I think if you take a look at like the average age of the people who play Dokkan, right, because it's not necessarily, oh, you know, Dragon Ball Saga is popular. Therefore, it would be popular in Dokkan because it's not the same demographic. Right. I think the average age of people who play Dokkan is probably a lot younger than the average age of people who, you know, have watched Dragon Ball <laughs> in general. Right. Um, so I, I could see the argument for that just because a, a decent chunk, if not like maybe even as high as like 50 percent of people who are playing Dokkan have never seen Dragon Ball. So that I think could potentially be, you know, a reason why they wouldn't push Dragon Ball Saga for a big ticket celebration like worldwide or the anniversary. Uh, but I think. If you are somebody who has actually seen Dragon Ball and you've seen all of it and, you know, you're not somebody who's just, you know, focused on like the, I don't know, Dragon Ball Super 
colors, lights, and wizard beams only, <laughs> then you probably would understand that it's a good series. So that's what I'll say about that. All right. Uh, Ningen, what do you feel about that comment? Well, I'm going to put it up on my screen right now. There you go. There's this, you'll have seen this image for sure on Twitter, but there's the tree meme. People who say OG Dragon Ball is not worthy get treed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I'm personally not someone that gets super hyped about OG Dragon Ball Saga. Um, but I think it's crazy to say that it's not worthy of being the anniversary. Like people can make arguments that they don't think it should be because of various different reasons to do with like even stuff like Goresh was saying, right? About certain marketability, especially like for global, but like to say that it's not worthy of being the anniversary when it is literally like, that's where Dragon Ball comes from. Like, even if you are not personally a huge fan of it, we wouldn't have all the stuff that we have now if we didn't have OG Dragon Ball. So to say that it's not worthy of being an anniversary, I think is crazy. Because you know that if it was picked to be the theme for the anniversary, they would step it up. Like the units would be crazy. The animations mm -hmm. would be crazy. Like if they chose to do it, I would, I would see it being a very good celebration. So to say it's not worthy of being it, I think is crazy. Yeah, like, is anybody complaining about this busted Android 8 that they just released? No, I don't think exactly. anybody's complaining about that. Like, they just make them busted and it will be good, right? Um, yep. Minato, what do you think about the Dragon Ball Saga anniversary topic? I do agree with um, Ningen's sentiment where, you know, if, or you, you as well, right? If they make the unit really, really good, people are going to want to summon it regardless. Like, I'll tell you, if you said, like, in July, like, the cooler movie was going to be the best yep. stops for worldwide or something people would like have clown on you and be like no it should be it can't be cool that sucks it should be vegeta or something right yeah and then do uh, you see how well they did the cooler celebration right and i'm sure you know cooler's not necessarily like you know your blue vegeta or something you know um well i they say the thing is that it's still technically goku too right like even yep. though it's kid goku it's still goku in that sense so people will know the character and i i believe we had like those like those survey results that the global version showed and a good what around 50 percent or more of the player base actually summons based off of the unit and how many teams or how good they impact and difficult contents so yeah. because of that i feel like as long as the unit's like obscenely good then with the really good animations, which is like the second part, how good the animations are, I think the unit will sell, will, would be able to do well, especially considering, you know, if it's like Goku and Demon King Piccolo, right? That's a very, very high point in Dragon Ball. And it's considered a battle of fate moment. And I would say basically most, if not all, like fights from the battle of fate moment do deserve to be like a Dokkan Fest or could be like leading mm -hmm. an anniversary, <clears throat> even if it's like yeah. the main, main unit. It could be part of the anniversary, right? Um, We even had units like technically like 17 and Golden Freezer were an anniversary unit, for example, right? And that was a cool <laughs> moment in my opinion, but I know a lot of people weren't like, you know, like, oh my God, I can't wait to summon, right? Um, My personal opinion on that though, I think that it would do well for sure if they do it right, of course. Mm-hmm. And to that point, I mean, if 17 and Golden Freezer were actually good, then yes, people yeah, would maybe exactly. be more likely. The part exactly, of the reason is right? that they were they were not as hype and also just a bad unit. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah. But I mean, you know, EZA could be a thing. So we'll see. I, I know me and I know Goresh as well as like 
pretty big fans for the Ginyu Force. Yeah. I assure you, if Ginyu was not like nearly as good as he was, people wouldn't care right? as oh, much yeah. as they right. did. 100%. If, if Ginyu yeah. was Raditz, then nobody would have cared. Right, which is exactly. why nobody cares or about Raditz because Raditz, Raditz, Raditz was like stupid good. Right, you, you yeah. can see the point. Yeah, I would have been hyped for Raditz because I think he's a cool character and I want him to have a good card in the game. But he's so bad, I couldn't warrant summoning for him. So, I mean, that's that's the thing. All right, well, let's go to our next question. So, Goresh, you ready for another hot take here? Let's go. <laughs> All right, items should be considered when evaluating units. Um. I don't see anything wrong with that statement. I mean, I think there's two different scenarios, I guess, you can evaluate units on. So, you know, either with or without items. And I think there's nothing really wrong with evaluating unit from both standpoints. So I don't really have an issue with that. Um, I I don't know. I, I, <laughs> items are part of the game unless they ever come out with a stage that just simply doesn't let you use items or support memories in general. But they haven't done that yet, so... Uh, Ningen, what do you think? Should items be considered when evaluating units? Man, maybe <laughs> in a way. I don't know. It's hard to say because obviously items are there and you can use them. But we've obviously seen events like, you know, Cell Max where you can mm -hmm. only bring a Sensu Bean. Red, Red Zone, you can only bring one item. So it is worth considering, but it kind of just depends I guess what that interaction with the items is because like for example if there's a unit who maybe they do lots of damage but their defense is not particularly great and so then when it comes to say if we're talking about like the hardest events we'll ignore cell mats because it is kind of a weird anomaly but like the red zone toughest bosses if a unit can only survive in that event if you have a defensive item constantly active you can't do that in the red zone because you can only bring one and the most they last for is two turns. So it's probably worth considering to a certain extent, but I don't know. I guess it just depends like what item it is and how you'll use it. Cause like if, an, if it, all I'm really, I guess trying to say is if a unit is only good, if you have items to use, then obviously there are certain events that they won't be good in, but that doesn't then necessarily make them bad. It's just another thing I guess you have to think about. So units being super good without having to use items is obviously great, but there are certain events where, yeah, you get loads of items and you can string certain combinations together to make certain units really good. So I think it's just all a big part of the puzzle, I guess. Okay. Uh, Minato, what do you think about that one? Items should be considered when evaluating units. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, it does depend on the event, like they said. Uh, my per me personally, I feel like if a unit could, like, if we're talking about like how good a unit is going to be in terms of their valuation, if a unit can perform, you know, on a similar level uh, than a unit that, you know, let's say like, I, I, I the wording is very weird. I, I think I did in there, but. If a unit has really good performance, like on the same level of another unit, but then the second unit needs to have like an item up to do that, then obviously I feel like the first unit would be better because, you know, maybe you need to, you're limited on items in certain events like Red Zone where you have only two. So Max, you only have like Sensu Beans, for example, right? And we don't know what kind of other restrictions like that they may have on future events. So... It may be better in a sense to say, you know, if a unit can be better without items, they're technically, in terms of like their pure passive and kit, the better built unit. But I don't really mind if you feel like, you know, hey, I'm going to use items and just 
absolutely destroy this event with cooler, double we sub, and it's like, sure, you know. It really depends on your play style and how you prefer units to be. I just think you can evaluate them both ways. Like, with or without items, there's going to be two separate yeah. evaluations. Like, yeah. why not just do that? That's yeah. fair. Yep, for sure. All right, well, the next one, this is three of four, so Goresh, uh, cell max should not be used to evaluate units. Um, well, I the reason why I kind of do like that argument is because I just actually despise the locking mechanic. And oh, I feel yep. like that mechanic specifically <laughs> just ends a lot of runs in that event. I remember when I was first trying to beat that event, I kept getting locked like in the worst possible ways. So even if I had full HP, I was forced to use my sensu beans. I was like, all right, this is just yeah. dumb. Like I just, I just that mechanic is so dumb because it 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 takes all control away from you as the player, right? Yeah. So if you're like, I always talk about this in like the Bojack event and stuff like that, where you know obviously the last phase can lock you, and if you didn't specifically bring a sensu bean or or a, whatever the the corns herb or whatever the hell that item is called that lets you unlock yourself. Like, let's just say you have a character that isn't designed to take a uh, super attack in slot one, like if they're a floating character or that needs to super first and you get locked in. Guess what? You can't do anything about it. So I yeah. think that same mechanic being given to sell max and then, you know, I, I guess they're kind of being, quote unquote, generous by giving you a senzu bean by letting you unlock the the character with the senzu bean. In fact, I, I guess you can make that argument, but I I don't know. Um, I also just just think that Cell Max is an event that's designed to um, basically fodderize ninety seven and a half whatever the <laughs> hell it is percent of the game. <laughs> yeah. So it's yep. just like I I I guess I agree with that statement. If I was gonna say if I agree or disagree, and I had to pick one. I'd say I agree. Okay, Ningen, what do you think about Cell Max? I mean, I I have my thoughts about the event, but in terms of the take itself. Um, I 100% agree with it. Like, regardless of whether you like the event or not, I don't think it's a good way to value how good units are. Um, it's fun to see how well they do in those events. Like, I like taking random units into that event for videos and stuff like that. But I don't think you could really say, like, if a unit is, like, dominating the red zone, is good in Super Battle Road, but then they get one shot by Cell Max's super attack, I don't think that's necessarily a detriment yeah. to that unit in general, since, as Goresh said, that's, like, 97% of the game or something right. can't survive his super attack. So it's a fun event to take units into. Obviously, the fact that you can dodge uh, meant that we had some funny like builds and stuff when it first came out people using like you know PyCon and using the ghost usher ability and stuff like that it was quite fun um but yeah it's not like uh they did already say as well didn't they in like uh one of the producer layer things or something like that that they don't plan to make all like future difficult content on that level or harder so then there's no real reason to rate units based by how well they do in that event so um, it's will, a fun event to play, but yeah, I wouldn't consider a unit good or bad solely based on how good they are in the Cell Max event. Yeah, that, that's a good way to say it, I think, too, is you can use it as a piece of the puzzle to show how good a unit is. Like, if a unit is able to go in there and, like, eat a super attack and, like, tear Cell Max in half with, it, like, their attack stats, then yep. the unit is probably good based off of that <laughs> Yeah, alone. probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I think there's other factors outside of the Cell Max event that you should consider when evaluating a character. Like this is just one of the ten different things you could use. So yeah, for sure. Minato, what do you think? 
I mean, I was literally going to say that last thing where <clears throat> if, if you want to, like, use some X as a part of, like, how good a unit could be, that's fine. But you shouldn't, in my opinion, solely based off some X because there's different situations for every unit. There's, like, bosses of different typings. They do different things. Some characters could be stronger in certain event than another. Like, you know, so, you know, like, PyCon will be, could be, like, actually more useful uh, with against some max then um let's say maybe something like broly where it can't dodge or you know yeah. other situations <laughs> yep. right same thing with ui goku he got to be pretty good against cell max but against broly he doesn't dodge right so it just depends kind of right but if you like take a unit into cell max and then he dies to a super attack you can't be like oh the unit is terrible right yeah um <laughs> because it's like most units in the game aren't designed to do that right even like these brand new lrs like even like cooler you know sometimes carnival goku can't even eat those super attacks from him right so and that situation is kind of weird and you know if a unit would have like say an str you know like has type advantage against like Moto cooler core but then they don't really do as well against cell max right they're good in different situations. There's also like Super Battle Road, right? Some units may be designed for like that kind of content where they get debuff and stun. And it really comes down to, you know, more so of how useful unit could be rather than how good they could really be, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah, kind of my thought on it is just in general, I wouldn't even think about it as evaluating a student or a unit in an event. Um, I would think about it as evaluating the kit and then based on, what does their defense stack get up to? What does their attack stack get to? How long does it take to get there? Do they guard? What is their typing? Based on the unit's kit, then you could say, oh, yeah, they're going to be good here, here, and here, but maybe not here. I Really, what you're doing is you're evaluating the kit and then figuring out where do the, where does that plug into the game? Where do you use that unit? That's kind of the way I look at it. Um, and as I you guys think, said... Um, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. No, no, you you're good. no, I'm, <laughs> was... I'm, I'm done. Cut me off. I was please. gonna. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I'm, please um, cut me off. I'm done. I need to be done. Oh, okay. Well, I guess, I guess <laughs> so. But I would say, I would honestly say it may be better at this point because we have so many different types of events, different bosses do different things. To rate units based off of how good they do in that specific event, rather than maybe having it just as a general thing, because it's just so. Again, like uh, no, nothing else to say except you know these bosses do different things and units are good in certain situations. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's if you guys watch my really old Dokkan showcase. Well, not even super old, but like fairly old Dokkan showcases. I used to do an evaluation system at the end of each video, and I used to because this was back when just it was like either Super Battle Road or like Legendary Goku event, and those were the two types of events we had. It was short versus long events. So I, is how I um, evaluated the characters. It was short versus long. It was offense and defense. And then I think it was like versatility was the last category. Yeah. And then I would rate each unit out of 10 per category. And then they'd get a total score out of, I think it was like 50 or 60 or something like that. I think it was 50. There's five categories in total. And then that's how I would compare the characters to each other. It would be like out of the 50 ranking. So I think that probably is still the best way to do it, but we have way more different categories in the game right now, so it's going to be a lot harder to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's why I personally like doing, like, you know, this unit versus Broly and then some acts, like, different videos just so I could see, okay, maybe they'll be specifically good here, but then not so yeah. good here. And then you can kind of get a general idea of the unit if you want, if you're, like, someone into, like, tier lists and stuff like that. But I like personally, like, 
seeing the good in units rather than maybe one situation that looked bad and you're like, oh, this yeah. entire unit sucks, right? Right, right. 100%. All right, well, we got one more take to wrap up the show, and this is a pretty spicy one. So, Goresh, uh, here you go. Uh, apparently, defense is not as important as it is made out to be. Uh, well, I mean, I I guess the first piece of the puzzle to unravel this one is to know, like, what... <laughs> does he mean by made out to be? I don't know what that means. Uh, Let's just say in general, general, they're saying defense isn't as important as what people think, like as people played out. People in the community probably say like, you know, I I know a lot of people really, really, really like, you know, like, you know, this unit can take a super attack. They're way better than a unit that could do billions of damage or something, right? Yeah, uh, at least the, that's what I'm understanding. The general me. consensus of the community is that defense is much more important than offense, and it comes largely from the hybrid Saiyan side of Twitter. But you know. my bad. Okay, gosh. <laughs> so basically, directly. Basically, what they're kind of saying is that they think defense is overhyped right now. So, would you agree or disagree with that? Maybe I would disagree with it being overhyped. And I think the main reason is because both offense and defense have their place in the game. You you, 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 you kind of need both to be able to do anything right yeah. every character can't be agl golden freeze imagine if you had a full team of agl golden freezes like you would you wouldn't you, you would probably die of old age before you beat an event yeah and then on the other hand on the other hand like every character can't be well, i don't know like what's a good example of like a complete glass cannon yeah, like, cooler no, uh, not Kyle even like Goku. Luke, Kyle Kyle Goku, Goku back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah, like one of those characters that's just like, or STR Vegito, right? Every character can't be STR transformed Vegito, otherwise you would die instantly. So you have to have a, yeah. a, a balance of both offense and defense. And I think that also comes in the effect of different characters, right? Obviously, like mm-hmm. Age of Golden Frieza is designed for defense, and that's his role. Characters like STR Vegito are designed for offense, and that's his role. Um, yeah. But I think having a balance is good, but I don't think the concept of defense is overrated. I think it's a dumb comment. Yeah. All right. Ningen. I, oh, sorry. I wanted to hop in if that's fine. No, go ahead, Minato. You can steal and then we'll do Ningen last. Yeah, Ningen gets screwed. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, birthday boy. Get out of here. I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> hey, no, we're saving your comment for last because it's the best. It's your present. <laughs> okay, but um, I would say... I think that I would say they're more like equal than, you know, one's better than the other. You can have a specific like preference where, you know, oh, I like offensive units better. That's just how I like playing the game. Maybe yep. someone's like, oh, I like maybe consistency one and done with like defense. So just tank everything and just get through it. It really depends on how you feel on your personal favorite units. It could even be based off the character you like, you know. You're a big cooler yep. fan, so you end up being, you know, mega offensively player style. I said that super weird. I'm bad at this, but <laughs> you, you get the point, right? Or like you maybe you're a Gohan stand. A lot of Gohan units are really defensive, right? Guard stacking, stuff like that. And it also like depends like arrested the role. You know, you have a unit like Golden Frieza doing the defense, but then you have our final form cooler in slot two doing the offense and then that really you know is how team building does work at in that yeah. essence some units have to do certain things and that's all i have to yep. say about it okay ningen go ahead 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's pretty much everything that's been said. I like Minato said I could go last as my present and then basically covered everything else that I was going to say. But, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it is literally, it just comes from, the take itself just comes from this argument, like Minato said, it's between the two different play styles. And we talked about that earlier a little bit, that a lot. it just comes down to your preference of play style. Because yeah, if you don't mind a bit of inconsistency, like if you get bad RNG, then you might die. But if you're using a very heavy offense-based team, you can often destroy events, especially very quickly. And then if you're using very defense-orientated teams, it takes you a lot longer, but you're a little bit on the safer side. Um, but yeah, I do consider, like I personally am more of a fan of the offensive play style, but I still still do like really good tanks. I always like to have a good tank on my teams. Um, and the defensive playstyle works. I think they're just both, they both have advantages and disadvantages because obviously not every single unit, if you're going for like a full defensive team, not every single unit is going to be as good as like Golden Freezer. So the longer it takes you to beat an event, the more chances you have of that one unit that can't really take a super being the one that has to eat a super. Um, so they both have their advantages and disadvantages, but you just have to kind of consider both when it comes to team building. So I think it's one of those things where there aren't really any wrong answers because you can see screenshots of events being beaten, like I say, with a full offensive team and it might have taken like 10 tries, but then they nuke the whole thing in like five minutes and then you'll see screenshots of people doing like full turtle build teams and they still beat the event, but it takes like 25 minutes. So they both have their advantages and disadvantages. I would put them at a roughly equal in terms of importance, right? You have to have both. So there you go. And we can go back to what we said with the original question, where it's like, it depends even on the event you're in, yeah. right? Um, maybe that unit that can't take a super attack, you have type advantage with that unit in the final phase. So yep. you're more safe with that option, right? Uh -huh. Yep, for sure. Um, so I pretty much agree with what everybody said, but I would say that defense is not overhyped. It's extremely important in the game. It's an important stat to have. Um, so yeah, I, I would say I overall disagree with the statement kind of like the rest yeah. is, right? Well, that's right. the thing as well. You got to remember <laughs> if we have events now where like STR Broly can AOE you in slot one or Cell can super you in slot one for like 1.7 million damage, it is yeah. kind of stupid to say that defense isn't important when right. we have events that can do that. So Right. All right. Yeah, so I <laughs> oh, sorry. I was gonna add one one extra thing too. And yeah, it's yeah. Like, I think one misconception about just defense because his his the the comment you're reading literally just says defense, right? Yes, so, it just says defense. I, I would consider different utility too as as yeah. defense, like dodge and like Pycon's yeah, active skill and like damage all these different, yeah, yeah, all these different medical or healing, the, yeah, healing, yeah. like all these different utility and and, and aspects of the game that. A lot of these newer characters are doing are I would classify all those things as defense, like under the umbrella yes, yeah. of defense. So Yep, for sure. I would agree with that. Mm. Anybody else want to chime in before we wrap up for today? I mean, even like ceiling stunning, like attack lowering back in the day, all like basically defensive kind of base yeah. things, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We still have Super Battle Road. So for yeah. Super Battle Road, you would say ceiling and stunning are defensive abilities as opposed to offensive. So yep. yeah. Mm -hmm. for sure all right well that is gonna do it for our show today this has been episode 100 of the dokkan battle podcast 
I would like to thank our guests today, Minato, Goresh, the Mass Ningen. Thanks to Vilify for producing behind the scenes. My name is Joe Weggs. It has been an honor hosting for you all today. Very privileged to be a part of this epic episode 100. Thanks to everyone for listening. We'll catch you all on the next one. See ya.